guys, we are back with episode two of Dead Girls Talking. We're actually multitasking because we are very, very, very busy comedian morticians. Lovely day wrestling, wrestling with the dead. We did actually have to <laughs> wrestle with the dead this morning. Yeah. We had to. We have, uh, you know, it's winter, and so. Whether or not people want to believe this or not, the weather does influence a lot of things and people do pass away more frequently in the winter and um, it's post holidays, which is kind of rough on a lot of folks and we have had an influx of decedents, as they say. Decedents is a nice word. It rolls off the tongue. It, actually, I love saying decedents. Decedents. I learned it when I was going through school because I didn't want to say corpses because mm-hmm. that just sounds so rough. Sounds great, yeah. Well, and it sounds really insensitive. Yeah. You so know? you say it with the decedent that is in our care. Yes, and that is exact, mm-hmm. that's exact verbiage for when you work in funeral service. You know, we were going to take your loved one into our care. Um, another, I'm just going to give you this, when you are writing obituaries, another good phrase is left to cherish her memory, his or her memory are, and then you list the family members. That's flowery. Well, we are in a very weird, a very, weirdly a, flowery business. Sure enough, strangely flowery. Considering the stuff that we see and do and have done. So you did something recently. Tell me what you did. I did DMT. Okay, so... That's so freaking exciting. All I know about DMT is that you can't find it in North Carolina, and Joe um, Rogan is a super fan. Joe, well, you know, we talked. I talked a little ration of shit about people doing DMT on the last episode of the podcast. So then I feel like... A micro-ration. A, a micro-ration about people, you know, because they hear it, about it, and they're using it, you know, and they're maybe not prepared for what it's going to do, Um so then the opportunity presented itself for me to actually try DMT in a situation that I felt was safe because part of Which, the I'm just going to interject. You're so brave because the situation that you felt was safe is that you were on a Tinder date with a dude. I, I mean, I, yeah. And it was like one or two, right? Like what it date? Was a, it was your first date. It was the first time meeting this person in person, but I had been... been talking to them for a while no one's going to be shocked when you end up as a skin suit i mean but i will lie at it your won't funeral, be boring and please. i will definitely lie on my te- televised interview please but what a great person yeah, you were about what a, yeah How you never would have thought something like this would have happened yeah. to me ever her life I'm choices so responsible and i make such great life choices she never goes to secondary locations and does drugs <laughs> with strange men never it's in my house I had the opportunity. Well, listen. It wasn't your house? You did it at your yes, house? Yes. Because so, that's, well, that is, bad that is that the guy. only place that I want to do something like that. I, that is the only place. And I I would not have done it had I not felt like it was a safe situation um, with a person that was being honest with me about their intentions and also the substance that they were giving you because... Because he did it too. You're taking no, he did not. Oh, he um he gave me yeah he he did it for me. He didn't. That's he, better he, than getting flowers on a date. Well, he that you dude don't you like drugs. you don't you make it sound so sordid, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't um you when you're I guess he was he was making sure you know that I was okay. So that was kind of cool. Um, like I kind of so you took this guy to your house, and for those of you who don't know. Chrissy is an artist as well as being a comedian and mortician, but the, her medium is kind of interesting. So when you go, I have I have many things 
she's curing um, a lot of right. in my she's, home right now. She's mummifying things that are of the organic yeah. nature. So you walk in her house oh. and there's these bins with borax. Is that the it's, mummif- oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's my own mix, but yes, it's mostly borax. It's a proprietary mummification substance cobbled together from Pinterest. Um, That's on Pinterest? But the feedback that I get from people when the very few people that actually come into my house, which I don't allow, I don't have many people over um, for obvious reasons, is that my house smells good. That's the, usually the first thing that people say when they walk in. Oh, my God, your house smells so good. So it's not like I'm living surrounded by filth and death. No. But well, I, with serial killers, the neighbor always says they were so nice so and nice. quiet. She was so quiet. I'm yeah. still stuck on the fact that you can look up mummification recipes on Pinterest. Like, I've been doing Pinterest all wrong. But you can wrong. find anything on Pinterest. If it's not on Pinterest, it can't be done. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess not. So, tell, so back to DMT. So, anyway, I did, I, I did, we're getting off topic, Minda. It's okay. Um, <laughs> kind of. I so. did DMT for the first time ever. I have done other hallucinogens in right. my life. Right. I have never done DMT. I have always been curious about it. I've been offered it before, but I never felt like I was able to be real sure exactly what I was putting in my body. And um, So you're using caution previously? Well, yeah, because it's white powder, dude. Like, you don't want to be smoking random stuff that random people, like, I just, I don't think it's a good idea. I know that people live their lives that way, but I'm not one of those people. It is very, I, I have to, you know, like, whatever. Maybe I'm kind of a pussy, but I have to feel, oh, can I say that? It's our show. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have an MA rating on this show. So I did it and it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. It did felt very different from so stuff like that, that I have. Say it right. Psilocybin. I always mess it up. Psilocybin. 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 That is a very lock-in key thing. So the chemicals in magic mushrooms, because I can't say psilocybin correctly, actually fit in your brain. Mm -hmm wonderfully like organically with you know it's the the least harmful substance that you can do mm-hmm. it's actually safer than marijuana they're saying now yeah so explain to me the difference between if you know offhand not to put you on the spot so, between dmt and mushrooms well dmt and we are getting kind of off of dmt is produced by your brain sometimes as a matter of fact they there's a book out i believe it's called the god particle or the god molecule um it's about DMT research and it is um, they believe that your brain floods with DMT when you die and it, oh. so it, it, it's a chemical that your brain it's produced in the limbic system so the limbic system popular with the essential oil crowd mm-hmm. the limbic system there in the vicinity of you know the good old pineal gland that we all you know are assigning a lot of weight to these days yes um, and what she means by that, for those of you not in the know, there's a calcification process on your pineal gland. Mm-hmm. And the thought process is if that is, if you have a decalcified pineal gland, your third eye, your spiritual center is more open. open. Yeah. And more receptive to the, if you are along this line of thinking, energy fields and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I will say that it definitely felt like, um, something came up and met me from somewhere like it was a psychedelic experience during, during it was really one. pretty well it's so i did it actually twice and oh yeah the because you don't you know he was trying to be sensitive in how much i was having at once 
And I was like, I have a weird high tolerance for things, because I do. Either that or three glasses of booze knocks me on my ass. Like, it's it's feast or famine. And, um, but medications, you know, anything like that. Um, so, the so first you- time, it just kind of felt like, um, kind of like a whip it with extra steps. Okay. And I thought, oh, this is all How this long is. Ago You're was just that? depriving your brain. Uh, th- the same night. Oh, the same night. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. This is, I'm just depriving my brain of oxygen, and I see little sparkles, and I felt kind of dizzy. And I was okay. like, okay, well, I see what people are going for here, but I'm kind of, you know. Um, the only hallucination that I had was a big praying mantis face. But it wasn't scary. It looked like uh, like uh, Zorak from Space Ghost. Like but it was a ridiculous like. You're like I want to mummify that mantis right now. person face, and it said you've already gone as far as you're ever gonna go. And then I was kind of like back, you know, to myself, and I was like, oh, well, you know. So I told the person that I was with, and he was like, well, you, that was not enough. You know, you didn't have the full experience. So I did it. So with, a- you have to wait 45 minutes. Because that's how long it takes for it to metabolize out of your body. And um, then you do it again. So my, so, qu- so my question is, there is a dosage situation mm-hmm. there. So if you don't take enough... It does not do... But you it, did it see a weird face. Like, you did, did see some stuff. So how do we know that wasn't, like... It, or is it self... Like, you're like, well, I didn't see enough. So yeah. I need to take more. That's, that's, that's how that's you determine That's what it was. This? I was like, this didn't okay. feel like... This felt like, you know... I mean, obviously, it was a slightly altered state, but it didn't feel like people talk about, you know... It was not what I was expecting. So we did. I did it again, and it was. And it, you kind of lose control of your motor functions, and it kind of... There's like a weird physical sensation in your body, and then you kind of feel like you're melting because you, you lay down is, I guess, the best way to do it. Okay. After you... Once you feel that sensation in your body, then you lay down. So I laid down, and then it was like... It really, it did feel external. So if you like can't the see hallucination her, this is audio. She's putting her hand far away from her face and kind of drawing it close oh, to her face, like yeah. it's coming from a distance and like coming close to her, her yeah, eye it, or whatever. It felt like something came up and met me. You know, like it was a, it was a real visual. It was like fractals and like little dancing little feel like it figures. Was a, it was really pretty, but it felt like it did feel like it came from. Do you feel like it was an entity? They say that's what they are. I don't know for sure. People that definitely felt it definitely felt like it had intelligence. What I was looking at, it it felt like it was moving on its own. Like it it wasn't. It didn't feel like it's just my brain making patterns. It felt like it. It's hard to explain, but I, I don't know. You know, that's what people talk about. They talk about DMT entities. Really? And that you're encountering, yeah, uh, they call, some people call them machine elves. It's like you're supposedly encountering another reality, and there's consciousness there. Yes, ma'am. I know that when people do ayahuasca, ayahuasca, ayahuasca. Yes, I always mess that. I'm okay. I'm the worst at saying drug names. Ayahuasca, <laughs> okay. and they because it, you're so wholesome. I'm I am very wholesome. People. So when they talk about that, it is so. Um, intensive for them that sometimes they cannot talk about it like they, they it's too they'll talk about they meet God or like it, it resets who they are as a person that's why they say these ki- these type mm-hmm. of um, drugs and I hate to use the word drugs because it just sounds so seedy but like it can reset people that have had post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. things or 
all those responses? I will say for sure, for sure, that I am an advocate of psilocybin for depression and PTSD. And you get, your body gets a, most people's bodies after they have ingested that substance for uh, days to weeks afterward, they get a boost in all of the positive brain chemistry. So it seems like your brain is working better. You feel better. And I, I experienced that, I would say, probably for the, the entire week after I did the DMT. So you felt good for a week? It felt like the good feeling, the positive benefit that you get from psilocybin. And it was a little stronger. Have you ever taken a, a doctor's prescribed antidepressant? I have. Is it similar to this experience? No. Not all. So this is, would you say better or worse or just better. completely de- better? Better. Okay, better. I mean, I take, I, I currently take Wellbutrin. I have been taking it for about a year and a half. Okay. I don't take very much of it. It's a very low dose. Right. Um, serotonin, anything that makes my brain have extra serotonin oh, actually man. does not do me any favors. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people. I don't take ser- selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. I would not yeah. other people they're life-saving for me they're not they don't they're not the symptoms that they give me are not pleasant so in the regard that you did this you had this experience and it was a positive experience mm-hmm. and you know thank god that guy was trustworthy um and you talk about this entity that came from this that either obviously could either be all around us and we just don't see it until that third eye is open. That leads us to our next, our actual subject we wanted to discuss. Okay. And because I'm a horrible pronunciationer. Pronunciationer? Yes. Yes. Etheric parasite. Etheric parasite. Yes. So we just had the holidays and a lot of people feel kind of garbagey. It's not happy for everybody. Like there's a lot of emotion tied up with that as we previously mentioned when we started. And... I have always thought this a little bit, that there are things out there that we can't see that kind of like feast on that. Like, oh good, you feel like garbage? I'm going to drink that bad energy. Mm-hmm. When you told me. Um, well, I believe there's a lot of validity to that. And there is a lot of, certainly a lot of research out there and a lot of literature from way back about all different kinds of quote unquote etheric parasites, you know, presupposes that um, you acknowledge the existence of some kind of reality outside of regular daily reality in a plane that we can't see that humans have an energetic body um, or an astral body however you or you know vibrations however you choose to um, like define it very common thing that I've heard and if you have anyone in your life um, the meth crowd will tell you about the shadow people shadow people is a very and that was what got me started thinking about this actually doing this podcast was talking to the students um during finals you when you say students you mean our mortuary students the mortuary students here when we were we were working in the, the um in the lab that day 
and the girls were talking about their shadow, the shadow people, their sleep paralysis, and they were just talking about it like it was just as matter of fact uh, the thing. Young, yeah, the younger people talk about this, the sh- like the sleep paralysis demons or whatever. Mm. Oh, and I hate again, I hate to use demon. You know, we have the internet, so now everybody can talk about it. But it has been happening since before the internet was a thing. It just wasn't. It's like people have a perception that the world is so much more violent now, or that their hometown is so much more violent now. But really, it's not. It's just it's better televised, infor- right? Information sharing has become better so and on that note because I have a friend who has listened to our podcast thank you Miranda um, and she was talking about the there are there are very famous etheric parasite um, people's arm like the long arm man like Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of that the long arm man. Yeah, there's the long arm man. There's different kind of the grinning man. The grinning man, and multiple people have seen mm-hmm. this kind of phenomenon. And I do not. I personally have never seen anything like this, and I don't suffer from sleep paralysis. Um, I I have had sleep paralysis experience. Okay. I did not enjoy it, and I felt like it happened to me after I had been researching those kind of encounters for something that I was writing and I was talking to a couple of people who were telling me about those kind of encounters that they had and I was a little skeptical about it and then it happened to me and it freaked me the fuck out. So, and again, I always wonder this question because you, you're you not aware of it, you're not aware of it, you're not aware of it, then you become aware of it and then it happens. I mean, I was aware of it. I assume, you know, seizure activity and the frontal lobe, you know, there's a lot of things. It's it's a hypnagogic sleep. Like, there's a lot of potential scientific explanation for sleep paralysis. Even the part of sleep paralysis that causes you to see something in the room, the shadow people, the shadow man, the hat man. Well, the brain. That's what a lot of people see. It's, it's all, it could be all in the brain right. but in the moment that it's happening and it is fucking terrifying yeah that's what i've heard from people mm-hmm. who've gone through this and i have known very people very close to me who have seen the shadow people but those people were on um mind-altering substances at the time so it's so that is the thing because either that's where the that's where the scully part of me comes up it's like well do i believe that there is a phenomenon out there that we just can't see or yeah is it just the response to poisoning your brain you know i'm i've said before i'm not a big fan of believing in anything because given believing something excludes other options and gives the thing that you believe power that exactly yes but i feel like there's some compelling evidence out there that there is an external some kind of external element to uh people's sleep paralysis and that it's possible that the shadow people or whatever it is that people are seeing are some kind of parasite that feeds off of energy human negative emotions and it's even possible that the, <laughs> it probably tastes like licorice <laughs> right and you know that the, around the holidays if there is if there are etheric stress, things yeah. that feed off of human distress the holidays they must look forward to it like we do mm-hmm. like they gotta make sure they pack their soft pants like mm-mm right. time for pie and it's trauma a, unbutton a, my top button yeah. I think pie and trauma should be the name of our next show <laughs> <laughs> Pie and trauma. That's going to be our mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, so dropping soon. So if you assume, and you, we're making a big assumption here, that those things, um, and I will say there. that that from 
my personal experience in research with quote-unquote shadow people, those things are actually not terribly scary. The feeling, yeah, when you're half asleep, the feeling of terror that you get when you have that sleep paralysis, it's coming from them. They make it somehow. Like, I don't know. I know that sounds crazy, but here's some information like pheromone. for people, like a pheromone, a vibration, something. If that is what your sleep paralysis experience is like, that fear feeling, they're making you feel that. And once you realize that they are making you feel that, then you can control that feeling. And when that feeling, when you make that feeling go away, they go away. And they, like don't lucid ne- they don't necessarily come back. It may be lucid dreaming. It's just you, if you can get that panic under control, if you can breathe and realize this is coming from this thing and it's making me feel this because it's eating the yeah, product of that me feeling exactly this. Because like, like lucid dreaming. So if we're talking about etheric parasites are there different classifications of them like are there like a is there like roaches to hire yeah seems to be that way i mean the information that anybody has about any of it is very speculative obviously i think everything we do falls under that but if you're looking at i mean cultures have been talking about etheric parasites of some type all different cultures like from the beginning, you know, of humans trying to explain things. Um, when you're talking about vampires, incubus, succubus, you know, uh, like demons that feed off of life force, like uh, children of Lilith that eat babies' breath, you know, like this. This is a real common boogeyman to humans since right. always. Right. Um, and then there's, you know, if you look at uh, Dr. Samuel Sagan is a, someone who has, like, he has a lot of stuff online. Doctor of what? Oh, God knows. This is like a real doctor or like, <laughs> yeah, a, like a chiropractor's a doctor? Did, no, a witch gonna, doctor? We're going to get angry mail from chiropractors. Come care. on. That means they're listening. Big, big chiropractor. They're going to come break our big. kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just give us a bad adjustment and yeah. walk in a circle. Piss off big chiropractic. Uh, so the two I wrote down, just in case people want to, and we can put it in, I guess, show notes too. Um, Jonathan Zapp and Dr. Samuel Sagan are people that have published a lot of stuff online. They got a lot of volumes of information if you're interested. There's... there's. Um, I, I am I mean, interested because I want to know where they got their body of study. Well, like. from... That's the problem. Say that you're looking at like old texts. And you're old? looking at, I mean, going back to the Vedas. Um, I mean, if you're talking about Vedic and Hermetic texts, um, as far as like how to protect yourself. I mean, like um, <clears throat> Dion Fortune. You know who that is no. Nope. Uh, Dion Fortune was a very famous lady occultist from back in the day. She was contemporary with uh, Crowley and those guys. And um, she. So you say Crowley and those guys. So explain who. Uh, Alistair Crowley right. and the Ordo Temple, you know, OTO, um, my imaginary dead boyfriend, Jack Parsons, you and know. I do like, love that guy. Um, I do love that guy. Um, and yeah, um, she wrote about it. She has a book called Sane Occultism. Uh, She also has another one called um, Psychic Self-Defense. And that's one of the things that they caution people starting any kind of meditative path or magical path or doing any kind of exercises to try to activate their, you know, body's energetic field. Or, like, if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff, you're going to maybe get noticed by things that want to 
feed off your energy. And so I already here have are the kids. steps. Well, like it's, things are it's already a, it's trying a different to class of parasite. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. And then there are. Um, no, I lost my train of thought briefly. Um, there, so they caution how to guard yourself against that stuff. This should be part of like energy work. That's it sounds like part of a lot of before you work out. Yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. like a thing you should just do anyway if that's your thing. And so we, you and I, were independently talking about like Palo Santo this morning because oh, you, yeah. you had that. And I know that there are people that are even if you are not in like because we tend toward the darker realm of paranormal stuff, but mm-hmm. there are people that you know spiritually they use a lot of essential oils and things yes because the idea is that the properties will help protect them against spiritual attacks and that's a very big buzzword and yeah spiritual attacks palo santo is very good for cleansing yourself energetic i always have it in my purse i always have palo santo spray in my purse and i always have florida water you yeah i know you do that because you are a white lady of a certain bougie age and you're kind of a hippie Florida water is like hand sanitizer, man. But it should be but noted. It's, it's a little bougier. It's super bougier because your Palo Santo spray is infused with glitter and oh, like yeah. quartz shavings. Yeah. So when you pull it out of your purse, it's all shiny and it's, sparkly. It's, it looks yeah. like you just so, reached the next level of a video game, and yeah. that's your token. There was all that lot of caucasity happening. There's a ton of caucasity in that bottle. In that, that was that was the Palo Santo spray that was available to me in the moment, but you can buy other less bougie Palo Santo My spray favorite. without glitter. You can also purchase Palo Santo in stick form and burn it like incense and you can read here's another thing that we could all independently research ourselves because now we in the internet realm of you know having to police one another because god forbid we not be divided for a moment so we nitpick each other's choices to death on the internet because that's our new hobby as a species it seems like so that now the thing is oh palo santo is bad you shouldn't use it you shouldn't use it really why because oh, it's endangered, but it's uh, oh. it's really that's bullshit. Well, you I thought can, that you, you can get it anyway because they harvested the dead. Like, yeah, the, like, it's uh, the trees have already been cut down. Yeah. the Palo Santo, like the industry. If that industry if, did not exist in that small area, mm-hmm. Palo Santo would die out because they would use that land to grow something else. If Palo Santo becomes not lucrative for that one specific area of South America, mm-hmm. then they will cease to grow it and they will do something else with that land. It's not like... The bougie of you is funny because not... You know, first of all, why would you have a body spray that didn't have glitter in it? Because if, if those are your options... You can too much glitter. Yeah, if those are your options. And it does remind me of when you, we were on Lobster Day at my house. When, yes, we had gone to the lobster food truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were telling, <gasps> you were telling us about so silk good. pillowcases and how beneficial oh, they were. Yeah. You were giving all the health benefits, and then you stopped and said, I didn't realize I was so bougie. And my friend said, you're eating three different types of lobster while you talk about silk pillowcases. It was only two different types of lobster, okay? He it was miscounted. a sandwich and bisque. Yeah. There was no lobster on the tots. The tots were lobster-free. Ah. Oh. And I had the money to lobster everybody up that day. Lobster, lobster everybody up. My That's lovely, a new let's, let's not forget that my lovely Sedona desert vacation got all canceled. So I had all the money that I had saved to do that. Right. And that's what we did with it instead is we 
fucking sat in your kitchen and ate lobster. So do you think etheric parasites are a thing? Yes. Do you think that they are an actual thing, or do you think they're brain chemistry fucking up? I think they're a thing. I think they are an actual external So to me, because I am who I am. To the extent that anything in reality is external. Right, but... But what is the point of such a thing? Like, how could that... You know, I just don't understand what is the point of... What's the point of a tapeworm? What's I don't know. What's the point know. of a tick? It's just, the, it's just the etheric equivalent of a tapeworm. And, you know, as a... A terrifying tapeworm. As a person Not who's like had a tapeworm scare recently, <laughs> you know. How are you living like, your life? They have no... Uh, that's exactly what my doctor asked me. Um... But the thing they, their purpose is to propagate themselves and to eat. So how they do? So they're that not even really is, scary. Like it's not even. I mean, they're gross. It's it's, it's, it's gross. It, they can make you sick. They be you know they link any stress makes you sick. Yeah, but they link you you know to mental illness. Sleep disturbances are not good for the body just in general. Um, they I mean they they can so, cause mental and physical illness. They cause mental illness if or they pry on They are illness? both, I both. guess. I mean, I think that maybe people who have a predisposition towards, like, it seems, would seem like they like people with certain kinds of, like, anxiety and panic disorders and PTSD because it's easier to turn those people up to 11. And that's why they maybe enjoy certain types of drug addicts, like meth heads, because meth, people yes. that are all hopped up it's easy to turn their feelings up to it's terrifying because i had had either someone in my life that was on meth um and they were seeing those shadow people to such a degree that they actually went and got a weapon and was just they were roaming up and down their street and they were screaming into the darkness they firmly believed that that was there was in in their mind when they when they recalled it to me that there was legions of them out there like this person was so affected by what they were seeing during this episode that they went and got a weapon and they were walking up and down the road screaming. Now, I've seen people on the street who are affected by drugs because, you know, mm-hmm. every da- every every town has a downtown. Well, of course. And so it's hard to say, like, is this... And that's my thing. Like, I don't know if it's coming from a place of being high or if it's actual thing or if it's this weird mix of both. Who's to say? Because like, we don't know what being high really even is, do we? I, as far as LSD and acid goes, that is your brain's response to being, you know, poisoned. Yeah. You know, and they say, like, as you die, the things that people see, the near, near death experiences, is actually just your chemical shutdown. That's your DMT. That's, That's your DMT. DMT flooding your brain when you have your near death experience. But again, is it allegedly. what is what exactly allegedly like is what you what you are seeing? Is it real or is it just a byproduct? It's real. It feels real, and that lens. What this, is real this mean? Whole vanilla, yeah, I know. We're this in, is the rabbit hole. That we're you in this go vanilla. Well, it's like this vanilla sky situation mm. because perception is reality so in the moment you are perceiving shadow people or you are perceiving style and i have brain synthesis so when i hear music i see things or you know and this is on no drugs whatsoever Mm, that's interesting yeah i mean it's a very light case like there are certain words that i see and they always appear like a different color like Mm. in my brain moist what color is moist it's blue of course it is yeah of course it is yeah Um, but as you say it i saw it that's cool. Yeah, it's all right. You know, if, 
and I never knew what it was until, like you said, the internet. We came when I was an and I, you know, I am not a young adult. Yeah. And when I became an adult, well, and, and then, but I, I had this my life and didn't know what it was until I was on the internet and I'm reading. Oh, well, that's a thing that I have. Yeah. So it's this like to to kind of wrap up and put a pen in this like it's a shared consciousness like is like mm-hmm. really like what is real consensual reality observer created observer created I mean we don't even know if you and I are seeing the same color when we look at something that is a color you right. know red is a consensus that we agree on green is a consensus that we agree on that thing that, on though, the desk is green but I have no idea if my green is your green and I hate that though because. I want it to be, like, I want things to be a certain way so I can believe in it and know that it's real. It feels a little shifty. It starts to get weird. That's why people like math, and they say, well, math is infallible, but I find that math is, well, when I do math, it's super fallible. Wow. Listen, I have to count on my toes to leave a tip, so. So, in, in summary, talking about this DMT, and you saw what you consider to be a good entity, no, it's not a good entity. It was and just that was, an entity? That was what we were... Ra- oh, the entity, the little... Uh, whatever the things were that were dancing, they kind of looked like they might be alive, but they kind of also looked like a fractal. So that I feel like that's what people are talking about when they talk about the quote-unquote DMT entities, but I don't know. So if anybody's listening to this and they have had a DMT experience, Ooh. I would like to hear about or what a shadow you person. saw. Or a shadow person or any other kind of etheric parasite. Like, I would really... Well, people um, didn't know that's what they were called, etheric parasites. Like, etheric parasites. I didn't know that's what they were called until you and I were talking about how stressed out everybody was going over the holidays uh-huh. and how... And even at my house, like, yep. I had that experience recently, which I'll go ahead and share. Like, I was doing a puzzle and I was, um, you know being flooded out of nowhere like all these negative thoughts were just just bombing me so much so that the person that I was with was trying to be nice to me and I immediately flipped out on him which is not in my nature to do Mm -hmm. and he's a very nice guy yes and then you came and after I told you kind of about that you came to my house and you said how long has this hallway been haunted like you felt something there that had not been there before because you've been to my house Mm -hmm. several times yeah and then you went through and you saged, you know, you did your you did your stuff. Yeah. Your specialty. Yeah. And then, you know, I felt better. And we I had f- determined I that something... felt kind of like a crazy lady doing that in your house. I don't I'm, care. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Well, but I felt like a crazy lady when I was yelling at my friend for no reason. But I, I feel like you definitely had a little... Uh, Hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think those things are... It's just kind of like you're walking through the brush and you get a tick up your leg, you know? Which makes sense you just, to me. You catch a little bit of attention and they get a little nom-nom and then they move on. And, you know, I made it uncomfortable for it to be in there. And so it's going to go on. It's going to go find someplace else where somebody doesn't have a weird, crazy person in their life. Who or the knowledge. do an exorcism yeah. on their home. And, yeah. Um, you know... <laughs> um, like they're going to go you get were, some little kid nightmares in your neighborhood somewhere. God, I hope not. That'd be awful. Well, of course it's awful. They're yeah. pretty awful, but not like... So... Um, and this is not the same as if someone were to classify this as like a ghost. It would not be the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Okay. No. Not, Again, we're dealing really in theory. I mean, who knows? Who knows what a ghost is? I don't personally believe that you, that quote-unquote ghosts that most people see are, you know, a dead person's soul walking around 
taken out of their body. It's kind of like when people get but so freaked out about being in here in these oh, offices, in, our, in, our office, in the lab. In lab the like this is probably the least haunted place on the planet. Why the hell would the, if there were souls? souls that came out of the bodies of our donors why would they be here they have no connection to here. what kind of punishment eternally would that be to be stuck at a community college for the rest of your afterlife never graduating never do anything and um, watching us fumble through our lives that'd be wow. hell that's a punishment <laughs> watching me walk back and forth trying to get my steps because i can't right. remember what i walked into this room for. i love that you try to get your steps by walking up and down while you go to smoke a cigarette well yeah <laughs> All right, so Fitness. we can do this. I can do this all day. And but on Fitness the ghost thing, science, we are. Baby. But but stay tuned, people that are loyal listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah. We have a spirit box. Ah, yes, very excited about. That. We're going to do this spirit box. We're going to try to ghost bust something because Christy got a spirit box. I did. I got the same. You can get okay. anything online. We're about to rig up the same setup that they use on the Amazon series. Hellier, I don't know if anybody's watching that. I imagine if you're listening to this, you're probably watching that. If, if you're you not, us, you should. I enjoyed it. It was nice to binge watch. It kept me from losing my shit over the Christmas break. Um, because I'm not a person that is very good at taking time off from work. Mm-mm. It's so, fun work. My work is fun work. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to try to trap something in a box, and we're going to bring you guys along for the ride. And if you want to know what else we're doing, please follow our Facebook page. We have a new Instagram page, Dead Girls Talking. It's Dead Girls underscore, Dead underscore Girls underscore Talking underscore podcast i think i said that wrong but you know you'll see our little cartoon faces yeah. so thank you so much christy i actually learned a lot and i'm kind of jealous of your dmt experience oh hey i had a i had a um I had, i'm sorry i have a piece here a little a little note that i just saw lay, lay your piece on me <sighs> um there are people online who and i'm not advocating this and i f- i'm going to preface this by saying that I don't know what you're Everybody about to say. Everybody so. <laughs> should use their own discretion when they try anything. You know, like do you can do it's your body, do whatever you want, but don't be a dummy. You know, um, so a lot of people who report problems with quote unquote etheric parasites, symptoms of those kind of problems, they report and uh, uh, they feel better if they practice what is called a sattvic or a hypometabolic diet, which basically means um, a lot of fasting. Oh, yeah. And a very strict, like, basically water, rice, fruit. I've slowed down your metabolism. So no gas station hot dogs is what I'm hearing. For sure, no corn dogs. Mm. Um, And I know that, you know, you're talking about, like, 12 to 18 hour fasting people are doing this it's, it's a thing intermittent fasting i do it i, I recommend it honestly like i do I, it on accident because i forget I, to eat and i'm at work all the time i do it on i do it on purpose and it makes me feel better for a lot of different reasons um but i you know that is under i'm a, an, a under a doctor's supervision that understands my medical whatever and has told me yes do this anyway so don't fucking kill yourselves don't get a disordered relationship with food but if you were having a problem with the parasites you might try some intermittent fasting slow your metabolism down and see if that reduces your symptoms um i don't but it's a theory so if you want to do it for science um and i have an email address it is deadgirltalking.christy k-r-i-s-t-i 
at gmail.com and I'd like to hear any of your weird experiences any of this stuff like uh hit me up with them yeah we'll talk about them we we'll like mail yeah so you can email Christy at that address if you want to email the show as a whole we've got dead girls talking the number two the letter u dead girls talking to you at gmail.com we have a Facebook we have an Instagram we are super easy to get a hold of mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about us as people but in the meantime thanks for tuning in we appreciate you guys later